Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. It's been a long time coming. I'm very excited about this one. I've got with me in the studio, Joe Jordan. He's the CEO and co-founder at Ciro. Ciro is a software crushing it in the door-to-door space. Uh, originally, he came from Cut Code Knives. He was number two out of 80 reps. And uh, he also was able to recruit 186 sales reps and be top 2% in the company. And uh, he's coming from a degree in computer science and business at University of Pennsylvania. So it makes sense why he has a software in the technology space, in the door-to-door space. Joe, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Man, um, you know, I have a client personally using Ciro, so this is really cool for me to get into all the the beautiful things that this software can do. But I got to ask, let's go back to the Cutco time period. You know, when you recruited top performers, was it, was it about training them to be top performers or were they already top performers coming into the company? Yeah, great question. Um, so as a manager at Cutco, one of the things that surprised me the most was um, how often people surprised me. Like a lot of people that I thought were going to be really good didn't do very well. And a lot of people, I mean, in particular, the person who sold the most in their first 10 days when I was a manager, I almost actually kicked out of training because I thought there was no chance he was going to succeed. So um, for better or for worse at Cutco, we sort of had a spray and pray approach where we knew it was going to be kind of a grim numbers game. A third of people were going to sell nothing. Um, Most people would be gone before their first month was over and only a handful would come back. And uh, the way to win was just to recruit so many that a couple ended up sticking and doing well. And so I recruited 186 sales reps that summer. At the time, Cucka was recruiting as a whole across five to 600 offices, about 50,000 sales reps every year, Um, mostly college kids, mostly during the summer. High school kids, in my case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I did a a three month stint at Cutco, and uh, I maxed out my network, and my sales just went down because I couldn't go and knock doors, or I couldn't go and network, or create uh, sales in any other way. And of course, I was in high school, so I had other things on my mind. But yeah, I remember going and shopping for like my first suit, so I could go to the uh, training and everything because when I did the interview, everybody was in suits and stuff. So I was like, well, I got to fit in, you know. But uh, what did you guys utilize to recruit in your experience? And then like, what do you utilize now with Ciro? And so yeah. was this every job ad you can think of? Because one of the things you said was it was about getting a bunch of people in the door and seeing who stick. And that was like definitely the old school approach and door to door for me as well. You know, it was you know, we used to say body count equals bank account was the classic yeah. terminology that we used to use all the time. Yep. What were you guys doing back then to get people in the door? Yeah, we, we would say big armies beat little armies. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, 
Yeah, we did a couple of things. So number one, Cutco would send a mailer out to almost every college kid in the country at the beginning of the summer. That's actually how I um, got the job. Mm-hmm. Then um, the second thing they would do is they would go to campuses, colleges, uh, career fairs, stuff like that. But not even not, not just those. They would also just walk around like really high traffic areas and hand out flyers. Okay. Um, so that was like source number two is, is on campus recruiting. Source number three is something that Cutco does better than anyone, um, which is PRs, personal uh, referrals. Um, basically, on the last day of training for every training class, which we were running every single week, we would get everyone in the training class to give us the name and number of as many of their friends as we could possibly get. And then we would hold back a handful for each person, kind of their starred, their top people. We would call them personally and we would send everyone else through an automated tech system, an ATS, uh, to try and get them scheduled for interviews. And um, it was called the PR talk. It was one of the most important talks in training. And we would talk about kind of the vision for the team, do goal sharing, talk about working with your friends, um, pop fear bubbles about recommending their friends. Like, is this weird? Are they going to text me? So on and so forth. We had lines like no one's ever going to get mad at you for recommending them for a job, stuff like that. And, um, on average, I was able to generate between a hundred and 200 names, um, for every like person in our training class. Um, and then, The last thing we did, which was something that was new, um, was start messaging people on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so we would have people create, like we had, so the, the, the program of messaging people had been proven out the summer before I was a manager. Um, what I founded that summer was a new program of like hiring people just to message people on Facebook and Instagram all day. We gave yeah. them territories. We, I actually coded a, a tracker for everything that ended up being the first software I ever sold. I ended up selling that to the company for like two grand and a set of steak knives. That was before I knew what software really <laughs> worked. Um, and, uh, and really that was what allowed us to recruit one of the biggest teams in the company that summer was scaling that program of having social media assistance, really spending all day messaging people in the territory. If there was a really important person that we wanted to get like class president or captain of the football team, we would have them friend all of their friends and like their posts and start interacting first before you go and friend and message that captain or that student body president so that you have the mutual friends, you have the activity before you go out and make Man, that's massive. And and to approach it that way, where did that idea come from? Because that's a very uh, no like and trust factor that you deployed there. And so were you reading books at the time? Did you went uh, how to win friends and influence people? Or was that just like y'all did it this way in the, in the PR campaign or in the flyer campaign? So you did it the same way on Facebook. Yeah, I can't take credit for that. Um, there were uh, several managers who piloted this program the summer before that figured mm-hmm. that tactic out. And it was all written out really nicely. If there's one thing Cutco does really well, it's create systems that are repeatable yeah. um, that you can copy and paste. So um, that was a system that we got. I'm not sure exactly how they came up with it, um, mm-hmm. but all we did was we took that and we decided to scale it. We modeled out like our goal was to sell a million bucks that summer, which for a Cutco yeah. office is that would have set the record for 
most sales ever in the territory. And we had one of the best territories in the country. Um, and we modeled it out and we just needed way more salespeople than like we were currently on plan on target to, to hire. So we said, we have to do something different. Let's just hire a bunch of people to execute this program um, and see if we can scale it. Uh, it's, it's not really crazy. It's telling that history repeats itself, right? Cause this, this was happening how long ago for you? My sales summer was 2017. My manager summer was 2018. So, okay. So, you know, and you go through the, the similar cycles and when you look at the, the strategies, they often align with, you know, strategies with just older technology, you know? And so, you know, at, at first we were very heavy, you know, when we, uh, I had a, a door to door sales company for 13 years and, uh, the first year was 2011 and we were heavy like Craigslist and uh hiring sites and everything and then indeed came on the scene maybe 2012 2013 so we're heavy on indeed uh but one of the things we realized when we started reverse engineering the data was uh in which i would imagine cutco realized a lot earlier than that was that uh the return on investment from a personal recruit to uh recruit from ads was 5x you know and so we we went heavy personal recruits uh, incentive incentivizing our guys to bring in personal recruits, training them to bring in personal recruits. And uh, our business went from, I think at the time we had like 30 reps to 110 inside of like 18 months, you know? Yep. Yeah, so yep. it, it got big quick. And so, uh, but also some of the other things you said about the messaging, you know, I feel like, you know, back then it was through Facebook and now there's softwares out there like ManyChat that we're utilizing with some of my clients right now that were, you know, basically creating these viral TikToks. And then in the post, it's like, hey, uh, message me on Instagram, the word solar or whatever the case is. And and uh, they do that. And then the mini chat takes over, asks some qualifying questions and then gets them the application and everything. And so it's kind of crazy how that's evolved. You know what I mean? From Facebook messages to TikToks to Instagram. And it's, 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 it's so cool to see, but the same things are happening, you know? Yep where uh that it, it, it's the same approach just through a different software yep so yeah we, yeah one of the things go ahead i was just gonna say and the, the the one the 110 like like scaling that quickly is a mix mm -hmm. too of not just like hey prs are a great way to get more bodies in the room but it's right. also that they end up staying more so you have less churn yeah. and you're actually able to build as opposed to having mm -hmm. a um having a leaky bucket. Yeah, that was the other thing we realized, like if they made $1,000 in their first week, they uh, stayed on average like 58 days or something like that versus if they made 500 in their first week, they stayed on average like 24 days, you know, like yeah. half the time. And so when you look at those those kind of numbers and you look at your churn and turnover, which was very much throw it against the wall and see what sticks back then, which is going to be different now and I, and I would love to get into and around uh, zero, but, um, you would realize, oh, I can add an extra 20 grand to gross revenue. If I get these guys making a thousand in the first week, even if I know they're going to quit on day 58, I'm still going to get those sales all the way up until then. And on average, I get this many sales. So it makes that, you know, $500 training bonus worth it that they yep. made that thousand in their first week to keep them on that much more time. So it was just this like 
constant game of playing with all the gauges and everything. And it was just a yeah. lot of fun, which I imagine you're of the same mindset, you know what I'm saying? And so when we talk about uh, y'all software, Ciro, uh, I'm, I'm so excited about this because, you know, with my particular client that's using it, he's got uh, an amazing team. He's got himself, who's a whiz already, but also his, uh, his systems director is putting together some Looker Studio reports that we're going to start reverse engineering the KPIs uh, that we derive from Ciro that... Um, you know, basically say, hey, these guys are really good at sales if they have these certain KPIs. And one of the big ones is uh, words per minute at 175. And the only reason yep. that we can derive that is because of zero, right? And so now that we have these KPIs, we can take them back to our recruiting and basically analyze the opportunity meetings, which are one-on-one, -on -one, where we're doing a presentation for the, the, the candidate coming on and analyze that opportunity meeting and use tools like Predictive Index as well as from what I understand, I hope in the future we can use Ciro and Zoom. And and we can start not just qualifying off of personality, but qualifying off of things like words per minute in order to prioritize the guys with a 175 words per minute into our recruiting funnel. You know, so it gets and, and hopefully you understand what I'm saying is like it's it's the filter that makes them good at sales. You're also applying that filter when you're recruiting and then prioritizing the recruits that fit the filter, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm more speaking to listeners. I know you understand it because this is what you do every day. So sure. um, have you seen a lot of companies starting start using the KPI, not just to train or the KPIs, not just to train in sales, but to recruit as well? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, it's not something that we've actually seen um, a ton be used that early in the recruiting process. Um and it's an interesting, it, it's a really cool idea, right? Because um, one of the things you find in, in like when you're trying to create a great culture is that if you have some people that aren't a great fit, they actually like can ruin the culture for everyone. And so it actually really helps to apply that filter earlier in the process. Um, we definitely have people using Ciro to record recruiting, record interviews. Um, we actually just launched our Zoom meets and teams integration. So you can actually now go in and have a zero bot join all those video meetings. And that happens, especially on the recruiting side. Um, but as far as using the KPIs, I'm actually really excited to hear like how that ends up turning out. Um, one thing I will say is once you do zero in on a KPI that looks wrong, whether it's words per minute, number of questions asked, speaker share, um, typically, if you can just point that out to the rep, give them an example of talking at the right speed, juxtaposed, put up next to an example of them talking too fast. It's rare that the mistake is talking too slow. Um, they can pretty quickly actually make the adjustment. One of the things we found um, with one of the solar companies we work with, Royalty Renewables, they had an example of someone who had bageled two days in a row and he was talking too fast. They found their reps are around 160 words per minute. It's a little bit different depending on the company, right? Um, and this person was like 190 or 200. And they yeah. just told him, slow down. And sure enough, he got his he got his words per minute down uh, to like 165 over the next two days and ended up closing seven sales versus zero in the two previous days. So um, what we found be the difference in those scenarios to drive that behavior change is the example itself. 
Like it's hard for someone to just act on you're at 200. You need to be at 160. Like how do but you if, even, yeah, how do you even exactly. know when you're there unless you're watching your, you know, your words per minute on an app or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you need is the example. Here's how you're talking right now. We need you to talk like this. And if you do that, you might not even need to share the numbers to get them to the right pacing. No, it, it, it really has been. That, that is that is my client that's using Zero right now is Royalty Renewables and oh, awesome. uh, Adam Kramer and his team over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it has been a beautiful thing to kind of zero in on that particular KPI. Because in, in the past, it's always been, you know, conversion rates and stuff like that that you can track after the fact. This is yep. during the conversation, you know. And so, and what I love about that, too, is, you know, when you think about, all right, when, we, when we're babies and we're born, we're never better at learning than in the first five years of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can learn multiple languages. You know, the, the human brain just absorbs so much in that first five years. And so that's why, like, people, you know, play Mozart for their kids and stuff like that, you know. But um, it, I found it to be the same with somebody that is brand new to door-to-door. Like, completely brand new to door-to-door, brand new to sales. And, and that's mainly what we're recruiting over at Royalty. And so um, when they come in, they're never going to be more malleable than in that first couple of weeks. And so if you have KPIs, I can immediately tell them what they're doing wrong during the sales pitch. And you don't have to be there for it to hear it. And then also, let's let's be honest, like 13 years in door to door, I've never... I've never paid attention to the words per minute. I've never paid attention to, yes, I've said, hey, slow down. You're speaking way too fast and you're going to overwhelm the customer. But that's a lot different from saying, hey, you're at 190 right now. I need you at 160. And yep. them being able to pull up examples at 160 and listen yep. to them and then uh, uh, accommodate to those examples. I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's massive. So we've already got into kind of some of the utility of, of Ciro. Tell us about, what inspired you to, to start this company, to be a co-founder, and then uh, what those early days were like? Because I, I, I can imagine, you know, you see all the movies and everything like Facebook and Uber and all these amazing softwares and stuff like that. Those early days, you know, in the garage or with yeah. no money trying to put all this together. But you were already in sales, so maybe you had some funding. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was exactly that. It was like... Hey, if, if, if we don't get these guys selling early, we're going to lose them. And even if we do get them selling early, but they build bad habits, it's going to be hard to get them to improve later to realize their full potential. You know, as a manager, the numbers said I did exceptionally, right? Finished the top 2% of sales teams, top 10 in the nation out of like 600 in my first campaign. I was recognized um, got a chance to speak at company headquarters. All that felt great. But what didn't feel good is not a single one of those 186 sales reps sold more than I had the previous summer. I couldn't get any of them to beat me. Um, yeah. Only three ever came back to Cutco in any form after that. And what Cutco gave me is freedom. Freedom to work on what I wanted to build zero, um, to not have to work for someone else because at the end of the day, like I use what I learned at Cutco every day at zero 
way more than I use my business degree. I would trade it in an instant because that that that. that summer at Cutco gave me two things that I would never get from a from a business degree or maybe any degree. It's a how to sell and b a willingness to bet on myself. Um, and so those two things combined gave, gave me freedom. And um, I don't know if we gave those things to anyone that I hired. And um, the thought process was like the reason they're not selling and not sticking around is they're making simple mistakes. Now, if we knew which mistakes they were making, we could correct them pretty easily. But the hard part is catching them. These conversations are taking place in person. They're an hour long. I do not have time to manage all of these reps and figure out which mistake they're making. And so that's kind of where the idea for for Ciro came from. was how can we shrink these hour-long conversations down to just five minutes? And so the idea was let's record them, let's transcribe them, and let's bookmark those key places. We may not catch every mistake, but we'll catch the critical Mm -hmm. ones that will definitely kill the sale. And so, you know, can we look at goal sharing? Can we look at the close? Can we look at pricing? And then can we look at referrals after that? So someone's not stuck um, after they exhaust their network, right? Um, so that's that's like where the idea came from. You know, I imagined after I launched a new training class, just queuing up a playlist of each rep's goal sharing, pricing, and close, and going through them like music, at, you know, that evening and dropping voice comments, hey, this is good, hey, try it this way, so on and so forth. Um, And getting people between their first appointment and their next appointment, like the feedback that they need um, in order to start succeeding more quickly. So that was was kind of the original idea for for Ciro. Now that's amazing. And it's, uh, I can see how you got there, you know? we have a similar thought process, but yours was with the actual sales training and mine was with recruiting, you know? Yep. And, uh, but I also like never developed a software <laughs> to like recruit, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that's something that we're actually working on right now, <laughs> Nice. but it's just a, it's just a go high level build. It's not necessarily its own software. Right. And so, um, no, that's fantastic. And so, one of the things that you had said before we hopped on the call is uh, you did the first million in business at zero. Let's talk about the differences between recruiting sales reps, which is the main sale you made back at Cutco, and then now selling software. What did those conversations look like? How did you source your leads? Um, you know, kind of walk us through that transition for you. Yeah. Um, so. I think where to start. Um, One of the most important things that I learned was to sell before you build. You know, one of my favorite things in the world is coding. Um, I still do a little bit of it myself now just to keep Mm -hmm. myself sane. Um, And when we had the idea, the first instinct we had was, okay, let's build it. Because that's what I did for the first, the previous two softwares that I sold. I knew the problem space so well that I could just build it, uh, build it, and then sell it second. Um, but now, as we were trying to s- expand beyond Cutco to door to door to field sales at large, right? Think about mm-hmm. real estate, medical devices, mining and building materials, insurance, um, pharma, home remodeling—all these other, all these other field sales areas that I had no personal experience in. 
The question is, okay, how do you build something that actually also works for those people? Um, and what we did instead of building it and then selling it was we designed it. The designs were pixel perfect. So it, and you could click on buttons and stuff and it would take you to the next screen. So it almost looked like it was a real thing, um, mm -hmm. but obviously much faster to build. So we built the designs and then sold people on the designs first. And you get people to pay you essentially to build it for them. And if yeah. you can't convince someone to pay you to build the software for them, then it's probably not valuable enough. It's not probably solving a strong enough pain point to be mm -hmm. worth building in the first place. Um, so that was the approach we took. We got someone to pay us to build the uh, Figma designs. Now, granted, it was only 10K, which is definitely way less than it costs to build software, especially with something like Zero. Um, building yeah. something like Zero is probably going to cost you 100 times but that. But you knew you know, that wasn't going to be proprietary. It was going to be your code, your software, your proprietary you know, um, a product that you could reuse it with the clients. So they were just basically paying for the initial builds and everything and benefiting from that before it hit the open marketplace. Exactly. The goal is not to like fund your startup. Right. Um, the goal is just to get proof that what you're doing is right. Or at least it's mm -hmm. not, it's not super, super wrong. Right. Cause you're right. definitely going to be wrong somehow when you first start. Um, and what we found, what like we iterated a ton in those conversations. It was like, this person wasn't willing to pay for it. Why? Well, it was probably missing this or they asked for that. And so we would update the designs and keep moving until we got to the point where someone was willing to pay for it. And mm -hmm. that's the value of going through that exercise. If you need funding, um, which we didn't need very much at the start because both my co-founder and I had sales experience and knew mm -hmm. how to code. So we didn't have to like pay developers. All it cost us was our time. Um, and we had plenty of personal runway. Eventually yeah. we did have to fundraise, but getting that first customer helped us do the initial fundraise. At this point, um, we've raised somewhere between 18 and $19 million total for Zero. I love that. And that's, that's amazing. I mean, it, and I love the approach too, because it's a concept that makes sense to me, you know? And in, in a very a much simpler sense, when I first started consulting after the, that 13 year stint with my door to door sales company, um, the first iteration of what I was doing is completely different now. And it's only 14 or 15 months later, you know yeah. what I mean? And but uh, but I did. I got someone to pay me for that first 90 day gig, you know what I'm saying? And then since then, I've bolstered it, changed things. And, you know, now I have several iterations of it that I can, I can sell at any given time, but I love the approach too, like from an investor standpoint, knowing that, Hey, they paid you to build it, not just to use it on a monthly basis, you know what I'm saying? But to build it, it was a good enough concept. Uh, I think that, like you said, that's proof of concept, uh, proof of product and, uh, definitely warrants an, an investment once you get through a few of those. So massive, what are you guys excited about right now? What's, what's, What's new with zero? And let's just, you know, let's go ahead and let everybody know because we've been kind of talking about it like everybody's supposed to know what it is already, right? Which I have been singing it from the rooftops. So I'll, I'll, I'll give my listeners that, but um, let's let's walk through at a very base level, you know, what zero is as a software. 
Yeah, so the one-liner is Zero is an app you download to record your conversations either at the door, in the home, or at the place of business you're selling to. To record the conversations, then use AI to analyze them, find out where your opportunities are to be closing more revenue, and then show you the examples from top reps that you can model in order to go ahead and actually close more deals. So that's that's the general idea. Um, you know, for for the, the way that we've thought about zero is that we're gonna that was we're developing it in in, in three phases, right? Phase one um, is just scaling human coaching by allowing managers to get in, review conversations, get to the key places, and you know, coach ten times faster than they would by shadowing. Let's say, so phase one is done. Phase two was okay. Let's let reps coach themselves, basically on the metrics, on um, the examples, and uh, and actually get some value without needing a ton of input from the manager. Obviously, the manager still wants to be doing input, um, but it gives a chance for the for the really hardworking reps to accelerate their learning curve faster. Um, and then phase three is where we're starting to get into now, which is where the app itself actually coaches you reviews the metrics, reviews the talk tracks, and is able to send you the examples, send you the information you need to actually improve. And the first step in this is what we've been calling internally uh, Prometheus. Prometheus stole fire from the gods and gave it to humanity and was punished for eternity for doing so. And it symbolizes a gift of like knowledge and, and civilization. And so what we're trying to do here with Prometheus is give managers and reps the gift of knowledge and visibility into what's going wrong and what's going right in one simple color-coded dashboard. And so we just launched this and we're actually getting it set up for, for, for royalty, for example, where inside your door pitch, we can track all the stages that you're hitting and treat the conversation itself as a funnel. Yeah. So, you know, yep. intro, pricing, the service to use pest control as an example, and then mm -hmm. the close and button up. Um, and see where the drop-off is. So Gavin, um, who comes from Hawks Pest Control, one of mm -hmm. our account executives here at Ciro, used like a very early version of this this summer where he saw that his top reps were getting out the price sheet 60, 70% of the time. And his bottom 80% of reps were only getting out the price sheet 20, 30% of the time. And so he just spent one week pulling examples of the top reps, getting to price sheet, overcoming the early objection smoke screen. So how aggressive they were about just getting the price out. And in one week, just from coaching off those examples that Ciro helped him find, he was able to increase his sales from 251K to 327K. His bottom 80% of reps improved their sales by 35%. He had reps that had never sold like more than 5K in a week that dropped 10K that week. And then mm -hmm. because of that kind of foundation that he built with zero, he had the highest rep retention in the company. Um, and so very simply, you go to your Prometheus dashboard and it shows you exactly where each rep is getting stuck and allows you to just click in. And it takes you right to a point in a recent conversation where they got stuck there. Then you go to the top reps, you can see how they're advancing through that. And you can, again, provide those two examples to the rep. Hey, here's why you're getting stuck. Here's how a top rep manages to not get stuck at that point. 
And what we found is this gives managers a tremendous amount of leverage where in a simple color coded dashboard, you can see exactly what the biggest opportunity for your team to improve on is. And then gives you the examples to share in order to actually execute against that opportunity. It's amazing. I love the name too, Prometheus. I, I actually, you're probably too young, but that was a video, that was a movie that came out like 15 years ago or maybe even 20 years ago. Yeah. Prometheus. There's a movie out. You got to watch it. And uh, it, it, it immediately, I got that, uh, that visual of that digital cloud basically. And then the, his, the face coming out of the cloud, you know what I'm saying? Which I think <laughs> yeah. is cool marketing, you know, but anyways, um, I think you'll appreciate this. So, so much like what, what Joe is talking about here about, uh, the, the AI technology being able to coach you versus the trainer having to do it, you know, now, now all of a sudden, and, and, and this is a good thing in, in, in door to door, a lot of the complaints that a trainer or a leader leader will have is that, Hey, I had to go out and retrain this person, or I had to go out and spend time with this person. It took me out of the field. Cause you want your trainers and your leaders to be active selling trainers and leaders to be out selling. Sometimes their new reps coming in, but it's very yeah. hard to do if they're training like two reps a week. And so all of a sudden their numbers go down to like 33, 40% of what they normally are because they're spending so much time with those new people coming in. So this is reducing that amount of time, but, uh, on top of that, it's reducing the coaching. So normally, you know, at least the way I did it in door to door was we had a meeting every day. We warmed up every day. We covered the day before. And one of the things that we used in order to figure out, okay, what do we need to coach on? And this is like, you just talked about the equivalent of when the cell phone was invented for coaching in door to door, which is Prometheus, right? Well, this is the, uh, rotary phone here. And so this is basically a tool that we used to use, which is a baseball card. And I, and I know it's hard for everybody on YouTube to see right now, but uh, basically this goes from the attempts, which is the top of the funnel, like Joe was talking about, all the way to the closes. And you've got contacts after that, qualified, and then getting a bill and then closes. And so you create a batting average for the day. And so basically at the end of the week, they would have a certain batting average. And it basically was... How many people did they close against how many bills they got? They got the bill. That was a qualified uh, customer that they could close. And so that determined their batting average. And if they were batting 500, they were a rookie, 600, a veteran, 700, all-star, 800, Hall of Fame, right? And this is for a shared solar product uh, that uh, one of my other clients does. And, uh, you know, this is what we were using before we implemented sales rabbit. You know, and I'm I'm working on them for zero. You know, but uh, but now the software version of this is is sales rabbit. But the difference with uh, once you add on zero about um, coaching, you know, and that's a big part of what we do. You know, and so if you can if you can leverage AI technology to do that coaching for you on a daily basis. And then when, and strike when the iron's hot too. The thing about when they leave the field, that's when all they, they understand all the things that just happened. Right. And they're, they're top of mind. So if Prometheus is able to take them through maybe a five minute coaching session about their day before and like, Hey, slow down the words per minute. We need to ask more questions in the intro, you know, and basically pinpoint the points that in the funnel, in which they can increase their conversion rate overall. I mean, that's just, it's a thing of beauty.
I'm incredibly excited about it. Yeah. Incredibly excited sure. about it. We'll get it set up for, for you and royalty this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling Adam, like, make sure you get make sure you communicate. So my whole thing with a software company that has a lot of potential like you guys do is constant communication and feedback. You guys need oh, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? And oh, any yeah. and it, basically I, I told Adam, just think of the perfect scenario you could ever imagine and ask them for it. They're either gonna be able to do it or they can't, you know what I mean? Or it's gonna take some time to do it. But when you can uh, influence uh, a software company at the ground level, you know what I'm saying, which I'm sure a lot of your other clients are doing as well, that's only going to make them better as well as make the product that you're using better and, and benefit you in the long run. So Adam's definitely taking advantage of that, which is great. So what else are you guys excited about right now? I know you guys are all over the place. Um, you, uh, you're at DoorToDoorCon, you're at SolarCon, doing all the things. What are you all excited about right now? Any new yeah. partnership coming up? Yeah. Um, so a couple of cool things we're working on. Um, we are working actively on our rep card integration. We are in beta testing with our Gamify integration, and we have existing integrations with both Spotio and SalesRabbit. But the coolest part of the integration is actually putting automatic recording inside of your canvassing app. So we have this in beta testing with Gamify and SalesRabbit. RepCard's nice. working on it right now to where when you're dropping those pins, based on when you're dropping the pins, the code will know when to start and stop the recording automatically for you, which will do a couple of things. One, it will save you a little bit of battery on your device. Um, mm. And two, you never have to worry about like forgetting to record and you don't have to be yeah. switching apps when you're on the doors because um, obviously time is money when you're out there. Um, so that's really exciting. We're also working on integrations with the backend CRM. So stuff like Salesforce, HubSpot, all that good stuff um, so that we can actually bring your data in automatically so you can see who's kind of struggling and you can make quicker decisions about who to spend time coaching based on their numbers within zero without having to switch between apps on that side um, so that you sort of have one app when you're in the, when you're selling and one app when you're coaching um, the other thing that's really cool is you know pacing questions asked there's two categories of things that you can work on when you're selling. One is what you say, two is how you say it. At Zero internally, we call this the music and the lyrics. Now, the lyrics obviously are important, but one of the things we've found is that the music is actually what matters the most. And pacing, how fast you're talking, is only one aspect of music. Maybe that's like the beat. But mm -hmm. when you're pitching up, Right, that's tonality. When you say a, a statement, but it sounds like a question because you uptoned at the end, or when you're yeah, quoting yeah. the price, you're minimizing and maximizing. Right now, normally, this is going to be two hundred and ninety-nine dollars, but since my trucks are out here, I'm doing Kathy, James, and so and so for just fifty-nine bucks. Right, so, so it saying it louder and slower, and then authoritative, and then uh, slower and almost almost passive. It sounded like yeah. yeah exactly exactly so maximizing is when it's loud and slow minimizing is when it's quick and soft and so you do that when you want something to sound big next to something small right um and so there are all these other aspects of tone pausing that we're not measuring right now that we're working on measuring in order pauses. to give you not just yeah exactly not just yeah. a 2d view of what's going on but a 3d 
picture of not just the lyrics, but also the music and being able to incorporate that into Prometheus to where your tone, your pacing, your pausing, your minimizing and maximizing is all also just color coded. And you can see exactly where you need to work on your tone. Uh, this is just massive. I'm thinking about it as a speaker too, like recording your, your, your speaking and and how you can analyze that i mean there's there's a again you just need to find the person from that industry that's like a coach in the speaking industry and it's on for that too because you can't yeah. you just put it in your pocket and record <laughs> you know yep. what i mean <laughs> actually you could do it right now you know uh i'm actually i have a speaking engagement on on thursday um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna download zero to my phone and try to and see what, what i can derive from that speaking engagement that that'd be really cool um, Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, that's that's massive and, and fantastic. And, and what you're saying is so true, because the, the next level of that beyond tonality is body language. And, you know, when you're in door to door, body language is a, is a big part of it. And I was just thinking, man, if we can get like a like a phantom camera to record their body language, too, and analyze that. Yeah. <laughs> Have a little drone that comes out. Yeah, a little drone that walks around. <laughs> body language. We yeah. have everything, man. No, but this is fantastic. Okay, last question, and we'll wrap it up here. Um, what does legacy mean to you, and what legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, great question. We founded the company to defeat once and for all the 80-20 rule in sales. The 80-20 rule, very simply, is... 20% of sales reps get 80% of the commissions and make 80% of the sales. The other 80% of reps generate the other 20% of sales and get 20% of commissions. And we've all seen it, right? This industry can change people's lives. It changed mine. I wouldn't be here if I didn't think it was an incredible opportunity to get um, not just financial freedom, but economic freedom more broadly um, if you succeed. But the fact of the matter is in door to door, it's still not the case that most people succeed. In fact, most people don't even come close. Um, as opposed to freedom, they just find rejection, frustration, defeat. Yeah. And the reason for that is like as mentors, trainers, profitability. it just takes hours to get someone to their next breakthrough, correct bad habits, catch and correct mistakes. But by using AI, we have the opportunity to make people and profitability the same thing, to make it only a few minutes to be able to take someone to their next breakthrough. And um, why is this important? It's important not just for the few reps that we lose, but it's also important for the industry as a whole because when you have reps that are lacking basic skills, it harms the reputation of the industry, which makes it harder to recruit and to sell. I mean, we've all lost people the moment they found out it was door-to-door -door sales, when in reality, they should be excited about the opportunity they have. And we've all, especially in solar, knocked doors where the first thing we have to overcome is some BS misconception that a bad rep left the homeowner with that knocked the door before us. Yeah. Um, but for the first time in history, like using AI, I mean, door to door is the oldest form of sales or marketing. It's as old as stone tools in the wheel. Right? It's been around for as long as we've had civilization. For the first time in history, we have the opportunity to break the 80-20 rule 
and flip the script, not just for our industry now and for the reps we have now, but for all the generations of reps that will follow us. Um, and so that's what we're trying to create here at Ciro. That's why we get up every day in the morning and work on this thing. I love it, man. I love it. The 80-20 rule, flipping that script. And, and you know what? You have help, too, with with guys like Adam and, and some of my other clients and, and some of these things that I'm seeing at conferences and stuff like that. Everybody wants that. They want to yep. stop the body count equals bank account. I got to recruit 100 to get 10, you know, that whole deal. Um, everybody wants that. And, and it is. It's because you want it for the people coming in. You know what it did for you. I know what it did for me, you know. And so um, you want that for everybody. And if there's tools out there that can help you get that, then you got to take advantage of them 100%. Guys, we'll, uh, of course, put a link for more information to Ciro. You got you, you saw us show off their website, and they are booking demos right now. So I'm going to drop that in the show notes for you guys. And I want to thank you. Joe for coming on the show and dropping a ton of value. If all they do is listen to the show, they know they got work to do. They got to start tracking this stuff, start bringing it back. If if it's just a baseball card in a sheet for now until you get the budget to be able to uh, deploy something like Zero, then start there. You know, so yep. many of my clients just need to start with that basic tracking of the metrics in yep. order to to be able to train their team, team properly or get the feedback they need to understand that hey. They're not working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something as simple as that, you know, is is massive. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Doug. It was a pleasure. All right. Let's get building.